0: you see the treadmill wasn't designed for exercise y'all the treadmill was designed for prisoners it was designed for torture so don't look at everything the same and expect that you're gonna get all the same gains one man's hustle may be another man's pain and one woman's torture may be another woman's work I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some Real Life Morning Motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors, because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Welcome ladies and gentlemen back to the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast show. I'm your host for the day and your host is always Sir Evans here to help inspire, empower, and motivate your daily endeavors. I want to thank you first of all for tuning in to another fantastic episode I got some great content in line for you guys and I want to thank God for allowing me the opportunity to be able to provide another episode for you guys I got some exciting things coming up this 2021 leading into the new year and I can't wait to share them with you all but it's not quite that time yet one of the things that I have had to do recently was to realign myself I heard recently that life isn't about balance and that life is about rhythm and the rhythm of your life. And I would like to beg to differ and say that life is about balance and rhythm. So before I even dive into the episode, let me just go ahead and mention and dissect what I mean by life is about balance and rhythm, which is one thing that I've learned and I hope that it can be helpful to you. You see. If you've ever noticed a tightrope walker, a tightrope walker carries a balancing pole in their hands. And I have learned that one of the reasons why you don't really see too many overweight tightrope walkers is because there's too much weight to be balanced. And when we're going through life, we have a lot of internal weight that we have to balance on a day-to-day basis, right? Not to mention the external features that we're also balancing, hence, that pole but one thing that's important to know especially when it comes to one who's tightrope walking which i like to use the metaphor that we are walking a tightrope in life trying to stay balanced is that that pole is used to help them stay balanced it's used to help them with inertia to make sure that they're not turning too far in one direction and also to help them to stay moving in a certain direction So when it comes to that external pole in our life, just think of that as all of the external features that you have around you, whether it's your job, whether it's your work, whether it's your children, whether it's your partner, whatever it is that's outside of you, those are the things that represent that balancing pole. So when it comes to life, I do think that it's about balance and that's how we are able to maintain that alignment between our spiritual, mental, and emotional states. However, when it comes to rhythm, I also agree with that because I do believe that life is a rhythm. But what I think that is lost when it comes to saying that life is about rhythm and not balance is let's use music for an example. When we are making music, let's say, it doesn't really matter what genre that you're in, but let's say you have instruments, let's say you have the piano, let's say that you have the bass, let's say that you have the percussion, and then on top of that you also have the vocals that go in the mix as well. One thing that's important for a mixer, one thing that an artist, one thing that they both know is that in order to get the best sound all of those sounds must be balanced now rhythm is one thing and rhythm is one thing that all music has even if it's off-tempo it still has a certain rhythm to it but the bass must be in its place the keys must be in their place the percussions must be in their place and the vocals must be in their place because if they're not then there will be an unbalance that imbalance will also lead to a sound that is not something that's enjoyable and not something that you're going to want to tune into which is one of the reasons why when we hear um, underground music we, there's a certain sound that you hear to it and most people who don't know music can't quite put their finger on what it is that makes this sound quote unquote local but it is the fact that certain instrument instruments might not be balanced so Before we dive into it, I just wanted to say that because that's one thing that I just had to get realigned in myself is that we have to be mindful to remain balanced, mindful to remain in rhythm, and mindful to remain in alignment. Because one thing that's so great about God is that God can carry you through life, which oftentimes so many people don't even realize that God is carrying them through life. You've heard the footprint poem, if you haven't, Google it, take a look, it's world we're now, but God can carry you through life or God can be the wind beneath your wings as you fly and soar, leaving that faith there. Message to those, let's go ahead and get this thing popping with today's morning motivation topic of today. Morning Motivation, as always, is a text message that derives from the Morning Motivation text thread that I send out Monday through Friday to you to help get you inspired, empowered, and motivated to get your day going. Sometimes those messages are not quite long enough in order to decode and decipher all of the hidden gems that are in there. So I like to double back, pick out the ones that you guys have highlighted as your favorites or even ones that you might have more questions about and we dive into them here on the Morning Motivation Podcast. You can subscribe by texting 202918 3480 text motivate me to 202 918 3480 you will be added to the list and it is interactive so please feel free to drop me a shout out or feel free to interact with that and I will interact back today's topic is about the audience of one and some of you might be asking what is an audience of one and have no fear, have no concerns, trust and believe, we shall address it. Let's go. I think over the last 10 years, I've never cared for the term haters. Even back then, I never cared for them because I didn't think I had them. It all came from John D. Rockefeller, who quote, whose quote I heard growing up, competition is a sin. After learning more about Rockefeller over the years, I have mixed views on the origin of that statement. Nonetheless, it has already conditioned me to look past opposition, composition, competition, and haters. Nowadays, I'm more than likely sure <laughs> I have those who are probably not that fond of me or my message, but it doesn't matter. When I wake up in the morning, carry out my day, and create content for you, I am not performing for them. My main objective is to do the work that God has called me to do. Sure, the enemy likes to point out the spectators and the distractions that can take my focus away from my core audience. However, it's up to me to make sure that I realign myself with that audience. See it's not just an audience of one or a spectator if you will. My audience of one provides everything for me, including the messages I share with you. Therefore, if I'm not focused on my primary target, then I won't be able to provide for my family, friends, and my community. Let's not misconstrue the message though. I love my quality community, and I'm only able to share the love because of where I receive the love from. But at the end of the day, I'm just a middleman and I want to make sure I'm delivering what I'm supposed to in order to help you deliver the same. Today's discussion, y'all, we're going to dive into a couple different things involving audience haters and where your focus should be. So, let's let's first kind of just get this out of the way and answer the question of what is a target audience just in lamest terms just so we're not missing anybody along the ride a target audience is basically the intended group of people intended to receive a message or content right it's it's really not that complicated it's really just the intended that's the that's the focal point of target audience it's the intended audience that's supposed to receive a particular message or content, right? And I wanna mention this disclaimer because sometimes I I drop some episodes that seem like they're more targeted towards the business-minded individual, which of course, target audience is a business term, but I don't want you to leave this episode feeling as though this is not something that's applicable to your life from a personal standpoint because your target audience is who's intended to receive you right so let's 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 throw back right so I remember coming up doing music one of the things that we always said when people would ask us who's the music for who you making music for I'm making this for anybody you know that that love music or this is for everybody everybody gonna love this is intended for everybody being young being naive not really being trained in the business aspect of it you learn quickly or you don't learn at all that your material is truly not intended for everybody sure you might want everybody in the world to hear it sure you might want everybody in the world to like you of course you might want everybody in the world to buy your product but that's just not reality small example if a woman's hygiene product would never be something that I would go out to purchase for myself it's not I'm not their target audience. So therefore, that would be a product that I would never purchase for myself, right? And them understanding this, they don't market to me. They market to their target audience. That music was a great example because as we grew, we began to fine tune not only our sound, but fine tune who that sound was going to, who was that audience, and who was supposed to receive that music that we were creating. So one thing that's a question to consider is how do you know who your target audience is? Now, I might get some backlash for this, and I think it's mixed views, and this is something that i found helpful to my own life, and this is also something that I learned from one of my business professors one of the problems whether it's personal or whether it's business one of the problems that we often run into is that we try to appease an audience we try to we try to stuff ourselves into a box in order to appease a certain individual or to appease a certain audience instead of using what we have and what we are truly gifted in, in order to formulate something to give to a particular audience that loves what we have, right? So in lamest terms, I mean, don't try to find the audience, create the audience. Don't try to create something based upon what you think the people may like or what you think people may like in you you are who you are you have the skills that you have how can those skills produce the best target audience right and if it doesn't fit then it doesn't fit if I'm out here making music that's dedicated to inspiration motivation and empowerment all you want to hear is negativity this is probably not going to be that joint for you if I decide to write a book that's based upon the alignment of the spirit and the mind and the, and, the, and, the, and the body, and that's not something that you're interested in reading, then this book is not for you. Prime example with this podcast, if I'm doing a podcast that's based around empowerment and you're interested in hearing about sports today, this is not the podcast for you. But I'm not going to create a sports podcast driven content show in order to gather that audience because that's not my area of expertise so therefore let's 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 use this on something that's real life application outside of business right because like i said this ain't strictly in business that we attract target audiences if you don't want to be around drama then that's not your audience you are not for them But if you are drama-filled, that's the audience that you will appeal to. If you don't want to be in an environment that's full of aggression, then you do not subscribe to that audience. But if you are, then that's the audience that will subscribe to you. If you don't want to be around unmotivated people, undriven, spiritually dead, emotionally evasive, negative individuals, Whatever you are putting out into the market. That's the target audience that you will hit It's not like your gun is broke. So if you're wondering Why you might quote-unquote attract a certain type of people or you might attract a certain type of partner? There's nothing wrong with your picker your picker is shooting just fine Your gun is firing directly on target. You got great aim. You just don't know what type of bullets you're really putting into your chamber. So you have to examine what it is that I'm putting out here if you're not aware. But on the flip side, if we're trying to cultivate that target audience, if we're trying to cultivate that product, then it would be in our best interest to create what that audience looks like. I remember when I was starting my business, right? I was sitting down with one of my, uh, my buddies who's in the consulting and he told me to design a person, right? So what does my product look like? I already knew what the product was. I knew what the business had to offer what I wanted it to offer, right? So you give your name, you give your customer, um, A gender-fluid name let's let's use Tony for example Tony t-o-n-i or t-o-n-y it could be a man or a woman right so as I'm creating this target audience understanding what I have to offer first of all you have to understand what you have to offer so do that first right but then as you begin to create your target audience which you're using if you want to create a customer even if you're creating your environment that you want to be in the type of people that you want to surround yourself with right create you a uh, this right where do they live where do they hang out what type of things do they enjoy to do are they computer savvy or are they not computer savvy are they more likely to do this or are they more likely to do that Examine exactly how they tick from top to bottom. Where are their spiritual beliefs? Where are their religious beliefs? Where are their family beliefs? How are their family dynamics? How are they with their friends? How are they with their environment? All of these things factor in when we're designing that target audience. Instead of trying to stuff yourself into a box in which now you might feel uncomfortable and you might not hit all of the boxes because you might not have some of those things that that audience that you've now given yourself to have so what are those things in that audience that you want them to desire what is it that you want out of your ideal environment while also keeping in mind not to get too focused or get too distracted on what's going on to your left or what's going on to your right right because one of the questions that was asked is is competition real this was Asked me if do I believe that competition is real. Well, I mean, of course, competition is real, right? Competition is real. It exists. This is not a fabric of our imagination. It exists, right? But I think that it's important to analyze how competition exists and why it exists in your life because sometimes competition can be used and can be a distractor sometimes competition can dilute your friendships competition can dilute your environment competition can dilute your audience and your profits I remember, like I said, in the Morning Motivation, John D. Rockefeller had a quote called, Competition is a sin. That quote stuck with me for years, y'all. It really got to me for years. And I rolled with it just because I was so arrogant that I just didn't really want to see no competition. So it was just like, it just doesn't exist. And competition is a sin. So why would I want to sin? Why would I want to single-handedly give myself to that right that was the ideology which I'm pretty sure that was some of that in Rockefellers thinking but where that phrase actually originates from is when Rockefeller and Rothschild two juggernauts to this day's family still reap money and the benefits of the work laid down by their forefathers they were going at it over the oil market but the competition was so fierce that it was driving it was driving the oil rates to be erratic to the point where neither one of them were able to capitalize off of the market that they had once thrived in so successfully so therefore that competition while they were at were competing with themselves, two juggernauts if you will, which we can clearly see from their track records both of them are still very wealthy names. But what they realized is that we got to stop competing with each other. You have this market, I'll have this market, I stay over here and you stay over there. Now this seemed to work fantastically for them and it was at that moment in time in which they realized that we can make a lot more money if we don't try to eradicate one another. And I think it's a prime example because like I said, these are two names that we both know even if you don't know the history you still have some type of knowledge or forbearing of these two individuals. So when it comes to competition is a sin. It's a mind state in which competition can become toxic, right? It's a certain level in where competition can become problematic because now it's impacting the market that you're in, it's impacting the circles that you're in, and it's impacting the mentality that you have. So you have to be mindful that. Yes competition exists and yes competition can be a sin in certain regards but the bigger picture to analyze is how is competition playing a factor in your life and why is competition playing a factor in your life and how are you utilizing it to your benefit. I personally feel that what is for you is for you and no one can take it away from you except you. So when I think about it like that, that's where I feel like competition needs to be checked at the door because even though I might have a concept, even though I might have a business, if somebody starts to say, hey, I like that idea, I want to run with that idea, it can become problematic if I divert my attention to them and trying to stop them to a certain degree more than I'm trying and striving to stay innovative in the lane that I created. I've been doing Morning Motivations for almost 5 years now, and I remember there have been times where I would see people that would quote them online, or I would hear them um, referencing them online or on their shows, and they really wouldn't give any credit to me as the author. right? So initially, I felt rubbed a certain kind of way about this, right? I felt a little upset, and I even began to think of certain ways in which I should not give out my content. right? maybe tighten up on how I'm giving out content, maybe not give so freely or however you will. But God put it in my mind. He said, I'm giving this to you, right? I'm giving this to you so you give it out. The moment where you start focusing on what I'm giving you and how it's being received to the streets or how it might be taken and being flipped or anything like that is the moment where you're taking your focus off of me it's the moment where you're taking your focus off of your audience right here right so with that being said what is a target audience of one well i'll explain what that is so everybody has something unique that they bring to this world most people may never even tap into what that uniqueness is which I actually call it your superpower everybody has something that is uniquely them that no one else can do the way that they do it if you do not know what your superpower is ask your friend ask a neighbor ask somebody who's close to you and I guarantee you that they can tell you what your superpower is if you do not know so as we begin to give that power to the world as we begin to serve that to our community serve that in our business it's also being given to us we are simply a conduit which that's another episode for the pipeline series right stay tuned but I say that because where your focus is will determine how well your superpower is utilized so If I'm focused on the one who's giving me the power, then I will be able to disperse it out to the audience in which it's supposed to be received by. But if I'm focused more on the audience, if I'm focused more on the hater, if I'm focused more on the competition, then I won't be able to catch what's being given to me. It's like a factory setting right where one person is on the conveyor belt and they're responsible for taking let's say taking a tray off now if i'm focused now the tray is coming in on my right so i'm looking over to my left there's no way that i can efficiently make sure that every tray that comes in on my right is passed off to the left if i'm more focused on the left so That target audience of one means that I need to be focused on the one who's delivering the gift to me so that they can use me in order to deliver what I need to deliver to my target audience. So with that being the case, I don't really ever have to worry about running out of the juice because I always got my eye on the faucet. I don't got my eye on the cup. I always got my eye on the faucet. So if I got my eye on the faucet, my hand on the cup and my cup to the faucet, then I know it's gonna be getting filled up. And I know it's gonna be overflowing. But when I take my eye off of the faucet, the cup can move, the cup can fall. Things can happen, things can get messy. So when I say that target audience of one, it's important to make sure that you focus on your source of inspiration and not so much the inspiration itself. But I know what you might be asking yourself, what about the haters? What about the hate? Listen, some of y'all ain't got no haters. I'm going to just keep it funky. Some of y'all don't got no haters. Some people have a problem. And I've said this in several episodes about being mindful of the type of fuel that you use to fuel your engine. Some people fuel their selves by hatred so they will find dig probe for something that looks like hate from other people in order to feel better about themselves oftentimes people ain't really hating as much as you think it really takes a conscious effort to hate it takes a lot of work and I ain't saying that people ain't doing it. I'm just saying it probably takes more effort than more people think it does. To hate. So don't focus on it because most of the time they ain't focused at you. You would be surprised at how self-absorbed the human being can truly be to the point where they really don't have enough time to hate on you. And Just to add another layer to that, if somebody is hating on you and you feel like it's hate, they probably spending more time hating themselves and you are just getting the overflow that feels like hate towards you. But it's really directed at themselves so don't get caught up, don't get hung up, just keep running it up. Get your focus on. Now, listen. The last thing I'm going to leave you with, especially in regards to this, just to give you a little bit of peace of mind, and this is something that you might already know, but it never hurts to get a refreshing of, everybody's hustle doesn't look the same. I'm going to say it again, everybody's hustle doesn't look the same. Everybody's hustle will never look the same. Everybody's hustle will never be the same. Everybody's hustle will never feel the same. You could have two millionaires in the room and they probably didn't go after that million for the same exact thing and they probably don't feel the exact same way about it. Same thing for somebody who's poverty stricken. Everybody's hustle is going to be different. So let me ask you this question. Which one is better? The person who adjusts to the waves in the water in order to get to their destination or the person who waits for the waves to subside to get to their destination. It's a trick question because it doesn't matter because they both get there. They can't spend their time focused more on the other person next to them, Focus on themselves getting through those troubled waters. Everybody's hustle doesn't look the same. And if you're waiting on your hustle to look like the next man's, feel like the next woman's, or anything in between, you are running in place. Because whether you recognize it or not, one man's hustle may be another man's pain, and one woman's torture maybe another woman's work you see the treadmill wasn't designed for exercise y'all the treadmill was designed for prisoners it was designed for torture so don't look at everything the same and expect that you are gonna get all the same gains cuz we ain't all playing the exact same game until the next time from Sir Will Love I'm gone make sure you stay in tune with your audience And make sure you stay even more in tune with your audience of one. Salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.